Welcome to Wellversed, where we bring biblical principles of governance to governmental leaders and you. This is the Wellversed podcast. So what we're going to do is go right now live to Renee, who's a pastor, Renee McIntyre, a pastor in Canada. <clears throat> and then we'll go to prayer. Uh, we got some unbelievable people lined up to pray. Harold, if you're able to stay, we're going to have you pray as well. If you can't, totally understand. Uh, let's go right now. Renee, are you on right now? And I would like you, Renee, if you could, <clears throat> to take a few moments and tell what happened to your church, what they did to you and the conditions you're under. And then we're going to have you pivot right into the time of pray, prayer. Pastor Renee, we so honor you. You're on. You're muted. You're muted, Renee. We'll need you to unmute. Thank you very much. It's an honor to be here tonight. Yeah, so, um, you know, we, at, when, when all of the orders first started coming out, it was, I think they backed us down to 30% or something. We just ignored all the orders and we just went about business as usual. Uh, myself, uh, with my leadership team, my husband, we, um, we decided that we were going to continue to honor the Lord and that we would not stop people from coming to church. So we were fine for quite some time, but then December over a year ago, uh, the government decided to shut churches down to only, only allowing 10 people into the building. And uh, we had made the decision not to honor that, that the Lord, we had to honor the, the word of the Lord over our government because the word of the Lord tells us in Hebrews 10, 25, that we are not to forsake the assembling together of the brethren. So we felt that it would be um, sinful for us to not be gathering together, especially in these hard times when we were having people losing their jobs and uh, dealing with depression and suicidal uh, thoughts and everything. There was no way that we could abandon the sheep. We would not do it. I've been given a charge over sheep and I would not um, I would not do it. So what we ended up um, doing was disobeying the order and um, they came, I'm not going to say the numbers that were in the building, but it was a whole lot more than 10. And uh, um, so uh, apparently we got word that another pastor actually uh, called and uh, reported us to the police and the police came and they charged us. Now they did allow me to continue with the remainder of my service that day, then showed up at my home and um, served me with a summons to appear in court. So then I had a prayer meeting. Also, I was not about to shut down our prayer meetings. And um, I, I got another summons to appear in court. So we were not allowed back into our building. So what we did was we shifted outside. So we went to outdoor uh, church, very similar to what uh, Pastor Henry Hildebrandt had done. I, we did not know each other. We didn't know each other's circumstances at that time either. But uh, we decided to go outside and we went into a parking lot in, in another area of the city. And, uh, you know, it was really quite, uh, the police would come all the time, not because they were witch hunting us, but because people were complaining and then it's they have to legally uh, respond to every complaint. Um and, you know, bless the Lord, we in our city actually have an incredible chief of police. So um, we were blessed in that way. However, uh, when the government set, changed their mind and said uh, that they would now allow us to 30% back in the building, I refused to do so because uh, I was there was no way that I was going to allow or force 70% to not be able to attend church. So we stayed outside. Now that began 
uh, right after Christmas. So we're talking can harsh Canadian winters. We're outside. Everybody's in their car. I was in the back of a truck. I uh, A moving company uh, donated a truck. I stood in the back of the truck and preach to these people. Now we continued to, we started to really grow for our stands and we would get kicked out of this parking lot and we'd get another one and we'd get kicked out of there. And, and, uh, and now we are in a park parking lot and it's working really well. They told us that we could go back to 50%, but you have to be masked and, uh, and no singing and all that ridiculous kind of stuff in the church. So uh, we refused to do it. And we have stayed outside in these harsh. So all the way through, uh, you know, the winter, spring, summer, fall, right back to winter again. And we continue to meet outside regardless. We've not shut down once because of weather. We have um, we have met in all weather, you know, super duper heat, uh, rain, snowstorms, everything. We've been out there and our congregation has just been absolutely amazing and committed to the Lord. They have grown in strength and resilience and dedication to the Lord. And our numbers have increased exponentially so we're doing really well and our charges did get dropped what is your sensing spiritually across the country uh of what is what is happening in canada or what potentially is happening can you speak to the broader picture i'm glad you gave the local report because that's really important what you've been through and by the way the temperatures up there i know you're celsius and not fahrenheit the temperatures when you when people are outside meeting and kneeling in the snow you told me praying yep what are the temperatures or wind chill well, today was uh, minus 12 without wind chill. And uh, sometimes we're up to minus 20, minus 25 on a Sunday. I mean, it gets a lot worse than that in um, in Canada, but we it hasn't been any lower than that, I don't think, when we've been outside. And I, I think the church has increased on like two and a half to three times over in this yes. direction. And, yes. and, 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 and how she's adapting to this. We don't have time to go into the story in terms of the building versus now a farm and and you're really expanding the ministry. And do you want to take two minutes and talk about your early life pre-Christ and how you came to Jesus? Do you, have, do you have two minutes to do that? Sure. I actually, my father is a police officer and he was quite a heavy handed police officer. Um, so, you know, it was really strict at home. I ended up in a relationship with a young man at, when I was 15 and he was 16 and uh, it was extremely abusive. So I've been beaten. My husband, my ex-husband, I should say, um, tried, you know, it was terrible. He tried to kill me. I've been beaten, all kinds of stuff. I knew, I always believed in God though. I, I just didn't know there was any power to it. And, uh, and through my, uh, the crisis of my home life, when I was uh, so young and, and being abused for so long, I was with that man for 11 and a half years and uh, went through a whole lot. I, I, the Lord just met me. I, I've had actual encounters with God where God literally where the Lord has entered my room and he commissioned me. He saved me, set me free, healed me, d delivered me in every every single way that that can manifest itself. And uh, and then called me and set me apart for the ministry. Uh, he came into my room and I had a four and a half hour encounter with Jesus Christ to the point where my my husband, sorry, my, I have an amazing, beautiful man of, of, of God now as my husband, him and my children sat and actually watched the encounter. And the Lord then uh, commissioned me to go and start this work that we have called Trumpet of Truth Christian Ministries. And uh, we have uh, never looked back. It's just been a glorious thing serving the Lord. How can they support you? And I know there's two ministries with kind of similar names. So how can they support you if they, if they want to support what you're doing right now? Give us a website 
or they could make a contribution. So it's trumpetoftruth.org. Trumpet like the musical instrument, trumpetoftruth.org. Perfect. Now, uh, uh, one final question in terms of just the atmosphere of, of, of Canadians, as near as you can detect what God is up to right now, spiritually across the country. Uh, honestly, I believe that the Lord is uh, waking up the body of Christ. We have needed to be a awakened. And I, I really feel like the charge of Christ is first and foremost to the body, secondarily to, to everyone else. And I, I really believe that the Lord has been, you know, just calling the body of Christ to repent for our competitive spirits and our lack of unity, the discord and disunity within the body of Christ and uh, to begin to unify so that he can make the way to do what it is that he wants to do. So I believe that the Lord, he's waking everybody up, but he's really rattling his church alive right now and giving everyone the opportunity to get on board with what he's doing. And uh, I, I think that that uh, opportunity will narrow itself out, but God is really calling everyone to his side because he is going regardless with or without us. And of course the plan is with us. Uh, and there is a remnant that would, you know, of obviously that has risen up, but he wants that remnant to grow. Um, he, he will be glorified. He will be glorified in this nation. He will be glorified in your nation and every nation across the earth. And our job is to establish the kingdom of God in the name of God above all other names. As I indicated a moment ago, I was supposed to play a videotape and we're going to have to do it a little bit later. And by the way, my wife, right. Correction. My, uh, I kept calling her 15. That's wrongly pronounced. It's Fayteen. Yeah. Fayteen. And yeah. I was saying it incorrectly. F-A-Y-T-E-N-E. -E. Uh, I've only known her a couple of days. Rosemary's known her for many, many years. And I'll get the name right next time. My apologies to Fayteen for mispronouncing her name the first time around. Renee, we got to jump right into prayer. Uh, Renee, would you be prepared to pray? And then right after that, Holly, uh, Suzanne, we're going to Suzanne. We'll go to Moncton, New Brunswick, Canada for Suzanne. Uh, and we're so honored to have her on. She has worked with us feverishly the last few days to help put all this together. Uh, and then we'll go to a worship song with Alma at that point. So if, if you four could unmute and be ready to go, Renee, lead in prayer, Holly, Suzanne, our uh, wonderful Canadian friend I've referred to, and then Alma. Let's go for it. Well, Heavenly Father, we bless you and we thank you for everything that you're doing, Lord God. Lord, we come before you humbled, humbled, Father, that you are using these truckers. Lord God, we thank you that, that when you were not able to find enough pastors and churches to say yes, to lead this charge, you did not sit back and do nothing. You actually moved on the hearts of truckers across this nation, and you are continuing to move across truckers and everyone globally right now, Father God. Father, we thank you, Jesus, that you are raising up a remnant right now. We thank you, Lord God, that you are making a change in our nation and in the nations across this globe to set the people free from tyrannical government. Lord, we know that the enemy has a plan, but so do you. We know that the enemy thinks they're winning, but we know you are. And we bless your mighty name, Father God. We say yes. We just say yes. We humble ourselves. We repent, Lord God, for everything that would stop us from being, uh, being the catalyst for a move. And we thank you that you are bringing revival and an awakening and a reformation. So, Father, we bless you. We thank you. We say yes. We give you our yes. 
and we thank you that you are saving our nations and that you will be glorified in Jesus' mighty name. Holly? I would like to read from Daniel chapter 10, verse 12. It says, Fear not, Daniel, for the first day that you set your heart to understand, you humbled yourself before God, your words have been heard, and I have come because of your words. And so God, we've been crying out for revival for decades. And I think about the people on this call that generationally have been influenced, Father, through many, 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 many prayers, Lord. And we are just on the brink, brink of a small part of the major revival and breakthrough that is coming, God. And Lord, I thank you for every pastor, every trucker, everybody on this call, Lord. We just thank you for the unity that you have, that you are raising yeah. up, just like you raised up Amos, who was a shepherd, he was a farmer. You see people, Father, and you call them because they are humble and obedient obedient Lord God. And so God, I also thank you in the book of Daniel 12, verse 10, it says, many shall purify themselves. They shall make themselves white and refined, but the wicked shall act wickedly, but none of the wicked shall understand, but those who are wise will understand. So God, I thank you that you are giving wisdom to those who are learned and those who are humble God, your, your wisdom is far greater than mental ascent, God. And Lord, right now, I just want to pray against the kettling, against any cell phone disconnection, Lord. Mm -hmm. I just ask for complete unity and communication for every trucker, Lord. There would be no chaos or confusion in the camp. We thank you that the joy of the Lord is there. There is no conflict. They're having a party on the weekends. It's unity, Father God. And I ask, Lord, just as Pastor Renee said, that the bride of Christ would continue to waken up, be purified, God. And as it is woken up, Lord, there would be a unity even among denominations. This is not about denominations. This is about Jesus Christ, Yeshua who is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, you are going to be glorified, Father. You are being glorified. This is a spiritual battle. And I pray against oppression. I, I pray against the corrupt, nefarious governmental attacks, Lord. And I just thank you for the courage. I thank you for the blowing of the shofar and the trumpet. And I thank you for the worshipers that during 2020, one of the first worshipers was in America on the bridge in San Francisco, worshiping. When the church has left the building, God, it's time for the bride of Christ to wake up. It's time for us to not forsake meeting together. And so, Lord, we bless you. We thank you for this revival that is happening among the truckers. And we are so excited to see what you are going to do in Jesus' name. Dr. Gerlo, can I share for a minute before I pray? By all means, you can. Uh, I want, I'm glad you, because I was going to break in and ask you if you wanted to. Go ahead. All right. Yesterday, I took the initiative and I made two phone calls to two ind separate individuals who went up to Ottawa a couple of weekends ago from Eastern Canada. One call was to a young mother. She's not vaxxed. She has her own business which has been greatly affected. Lots of her clients deposed her choice. It's been life altering to her and her family. And she's not a believer. She made lunches for the truckers when they were coming through from the Eastern part of the, of the nation and were coming through Moncton, New Brunswick on their way to Ottawa. She made a whole pile of lunches 
But then we found out the trekkers couldn't stop in Moncton. So she followed the convoy all the way to Fredericton, which is almost two hours away, to give them their lunches. And on the Trans-Canada Highway, she said every overpass had people with flags and signs and children, every one of them for almost 200 kilometers. That's about 120 miles for you guys. So she decided on a whim with all the excitement to leave the next morning with some friends and went up to Ottawa. She said, the photos show how peaceful it is. People helping one another, everyone happy, everyone smiling. She says, look at those pictures. Multiply that by a thousand, she said. The atmosphere, there's no words. She used the word entraide. Entraide is a French word that means mutual help. She said she's never seen anything like this before. There's pure joy, pure love. There's unity. She said people are wanting to help each other. She was in a, a, a lineup and she wanted to pay for her purchases and they were not accepting anything but uh, uh, cash. They didn't have cash. The people behind her that don't know her said, not a problem. We're going to buy your stuff. Never met the people before. They graciously purchased just all of her stuff. But the contrast, she said, is this. My mother, who's probably about my age, because she's about my daughter's age, fell in front of the Walmart this winter, hurt herself. Nobody came to her help. Nobody could mentally get breach the six-foot social distancing mandate. Nobody. She says, that's the contrast. This is the world we live in. And we go to Ottawa. And people are graciously, there's so much unity, so much joy, so much power. She said, I have no hate for, for Trudeau. He's human, but he must let go. She even said she would go to Ottawa. She'd go to him and she would thank him for bringing back solidarity back in our nation. My second call was for to a minister of the gospel. He said to me, and I called him, I happened to locate him. He was back in Ottawa with his wife, his daughter and her husband. He said he has never experienced anything, any atmosphere like this in his 60 plus years. And this man has quite a testimony, was in prison, came out of prison, started a ministry for the homeless and the addicted here in Moncton. He's been in ministry for decades and decades. And he's imploring everyone to go to Ottawa to experience this historic moment. He's never, never seen anything. He said, it's unbelievable. He says, there's the unvaxxed and the vaxxed, the believer and the unbeliever, all in the same place and so much joy. The last thing I want to say before I pray, I heard today on Laura Lynn's live, this young Montreal lady, I'm from, originally from Montreal. And also as a fun fact, there was a poll done, the South Shore of Montreal, which is where I was brought up in Longueuil, they took a poll, and my family live in Montreal, and they are vehemently opposed to this convoy. They took a poll, and 84% of the people support the convoy. Wow. Incredible statistic. Wow. So this young lady living, she was in Ottawa, and in her French-Canadian-English said, and I quote her, Canadians are so strong that we don't even put up a fight. 
we come up to Ottawa and celebrate victory straight ahead. Wow. That's beautiful. So Father, Habakkuk 1.5 says, look around among the nations and see, be astonished, astounded, for I am putting into effect a work in your days such that you would not believe it if you were told. Father, we're indeed astounded. We're astonished. If you would have told me ahead of time, I would have said, Lord, have you not heard? Have you not seen the great divide that exists in our nation between the eastern provinces and the western provinces? Lord, have you not heard? Have you not seen the great difference between the Anglophones and the Francophones? Lord, have you not heard? Have you not seen the rift that has been created between the vaxxed and the unvaxxed in our nation as a result of provincial mandates? Have you not considered these things, Lord? Surely you've considered a plan B. This is what you declare from your throne in Isaiah. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, my thoughts than your thoughts. Oh, in Psalm 116, too, you say, as long as we live, we'll, be, we'll keep praying to you, O oh God, for you stoop down and you listen to our hearts cry. Nehemiah declares, O Lord God of heaven, the great and awesome God who keeps covenant and steadfast love with those who love him and keep his commandments. Let your ear be attentive and your eyes open to hear the prayers of your servants that we now pray together tonight. You say, Lord, in Isaiah 49, 23, they shall not be put to shame who wait for, look for, hope for, and expect me. So thank you, Father, for that promise. Jeremiah 47, 7 says, how can it, the sword of the Lord, the word of God, be quiet when the Lord has given it an assignment to discharge? And 2 Timothy complements that by saying that the word of God is not chained or imprisoned. And Lord, we know there are 25 scriptures engraved in the Peace Tower in our parliament in Ottawa. And it's not engraved and silent, but your word is active. And one of those words is Psalm 72, 8, that you shall have dominion, Father, from sea to sea. We declare that you never lost dominion. We recognize it and we continue to acknowledge it tonight. In Psalm 35, let those who favor my righteous cause and have pleasure in my righteousness shout for joy and be glad and say continually, let the Lord be magnified in Canada, who takes pleasure in the prosperity of his servants. And my tongue shall talk of your righteousness, Lord, your rightness, your justice, and of my reasons for your praise all day long. Father, Psalm 91, 1 to 2, he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall remain stable. That's not likely to be overturned and fixed, firmly fastened, securely in position. Yes, Lord, those truckers, they're fastened securely in position under the shadow of the Almighty, whose power no foe can withstand. We will say of you, Lord, you're our refuge, you're our fortress for Canada, our God, in you we lean, we rely, in you we confidently trust. Father, there are believers among those truckers today, as we heard tonight, so many believers, Lord. We declare in Isaiah 26, 7, the way of the consistently righteous, 
those living in moral and spiritual rectitude in every area and relationship of their lives, that way is level. It's straight. You, Lord, who are upright and make level the path of the uncompromisingly just and righteous. Jeremiah declares uncompromisingly righteous, rigidly just are you, Lord, when we complain against and contend with you. Yet let us plead and reason the cause with you. Why does the way of the wicked prosper? Why are they at ease and thriving who deal treacherously and deceitfully? So, Lord, because we plead and reason the case with you tonight, corporately here as a group, because the way of the wicked seems to prosper, because they are at ease and thrive who deal treacherously and deceitfully, we plead with you tonight, be uncompromisingly righteous, be unrelentless, Lord, rigidly just, be strict, Father, O Lord, our God. Pour out your oil on our troubled waters in our government and in our nation, for there is no God like you in the heavens and in the earth, keeping covenant, showing mercy, loving kindness to your servants who walk before you with all their heart. You shall judge the world with righteousness and justice and the peoples with your faithfulness and your trust. We thank you that righteousness and justice are the very foundations of your throne. Mercy and loving kindness and truth go before you. Father, Isaiah says the effect of the righteousness is peace. The result of the righteousness is quietness and confident trust forever. That's the effect we're looking for, Lord. That's the result we're looking for, Lord. Finally, Zechariah 9.12. We return, Father, our nation of Canada and all of its citizens to the stronghold of security and prosperity, for we are prisoners of your hope. We hope in you. Even today, do you declare in your word that you will restore double, double our former prosperity to you, O Lord. We ask that our hearts cry tonight. I end with Proverbs 19.21. Many are the plans of man's mind in our prime minister's mind, in his cabinet, in our provincial premiers and health officials. Many are the plans of even the Canadian truckers, but it is your purpose for us, for our great nation, for its citizens, all of its citizens. It is your purpose for us that we stand. So until your plans are fulfilled, Father, we stand on guard for thee, O Canada, in Yeshua's name, amen. Hey Amen. So listening to everything, the testimonies and how Canada, the truckers are standing up, I have to go with our theme song. It's like I, I was about to go with, with worship, but I have to go that God is fighting for us. And you know the song already. So right there where you are watching, for whatever you are watching, let's create this sound of spiritual warfare because we are facing an spiritual warfare and we have the victory. Jesus, God gave us the victory already in the name of Jesus. So you know the song already.
has overcome, yes, he has overcome. We will not be shaken, we will not be moved. Jesus, you are overcome yes he has overcome we will not be shaken we will not be moved jesus you are here i will live i will live i will not die the resurrection power christ alive in me and i am free in jesus shaken we will not be moved jesus you are here i will live i will live i will not die the resurrection power christ alive in me in canada it's free in the name of jesus
And so we raise our hands towards the north and pray for Canada. Lord God, I thank you from Proverbs chapter 8. You said, I, the Lord, am wisdom, and with me dwells prudence and acquired knowledge that's given with discretion. So, Lord, we thank you that there comes such sovereign supply from you. You said in your word that you hate evil and we have seen so much evil press in and so we know that you hate evil and hate pride and arrogance evil behavior and perverse mouths but you counsel and give sound wisdom that are yours and we thank you lord that you have given understanding and power lord you said by me kings will reign By me, you said, princes will decree justice. You said, by me, princes will govern. So, Lord, we know that even the noble ones are given so that they can judge with righteousness. But when they don't, Lord, we know that even you can work and use the Nebuchadnezzars. Yes, Lord. So, Lord, we thank you that you love us and you love those who love you. Those who earnestly seek you, you said they would find you. So with you, you said there is wealth and honor. There's enduring riches and righteousness. There is fruit that is better than refined gold. That your harvest is better than choice silver. And Lord, we're seeing some of that fruit in the display of attitudes that people are saying, I've never seen such solidarity or unity, or harmony. And you said, I walk in the way of righteousness along paths of justice. We are looking to you, Lord, for bringing about the justice that's needed. When a pastor, Renee, says, we are not going that way. We are going to obey our Father. Mm -hmm. And so, Lord, I love this verse. I, the Lord, endow substance to those who love me and fill their treasuries. Lord, would you give an outpouring of sovereign substance, whether it's gasoline for trucks, food for the hungry, shelter for the cold, whether it's the gospel with a phone call that stirs the heart of someone who says, I want that God in my heart. Lord, you endow substance. So that holy endowment, that sovereign substance that you are pouring out in the governance over nations, whether Canada, 
whether Israel, whether America, whether Venezuela, wherever you are pouring out, Lord, we realize you endow sovereign substance. And it comes with a display of just what people need at the right time. Thank you. And we give you praise. Amen. Lord, we do thank you. Thank you, first of all, for Dr. Jim and Rosemary, for your call on their lives for World Prayer Network. Thank you for Mario and for Malachi, worship leaders like Alma. Thank you, Lord, for those who are coordinating all of this backstage, like Judy and Tristan. Thank you especially for every intercessor who connects on Sunday evenings and Wednesday evenings like this. And this evening, we thank you for guests, Pastor Hildebrand, Harold mm -hmm. Yonker, Pastor Renee and Suzanne. We pray your outpoured anointing on all of these, Lord, and for your continued effectiveness across the nations through World Prayer Network. yod adonai Lord, make your name known to us and to your foes so that Canada, the U.S., Israel, and all nations on seven continents tremble before you, yes. according to Isaiah 64. Reveal yourself because you are the one who continues to do awesome things that we were not expecting, even shaking mountains at your presence. Yes. Lord, shake high places in the body of Messiah, in government, health, economy, education, military, and especially Media. these days in Media. culture, Lord. Media. You are the only God, most Media. certainly the only God who acts on behalf of persons who are waiting for you. Media. You meet intercessors like all of these who pursue you and rejoice in righteousness Media. and holiness, who remember that you are in your ways. You call us to call on your name and you stir us up lord mm -hmm. to take hold of you so lord even though when we feel that you have hidden your face from us mm -hmm. and that you have sometimes consumed us because of our iniquities you lord adonai are our father we are your clay and you are our potter we are the work of your hands so lord Please see that we, your people, who are in danger of becoming a desolation, call upon you tonight. Lord, do not stay silent. Do not afflict your people severely. Do not restrain, restrain yourself in the face of all these things, Lord. You declare in Jeremiah 17 that the heart is deceitful and incurable, but you, Lord, are the one who transforms hearts. So search hearts, search hearts across the body of Messiah and among your chosen cherished people, Israel especially, mm -hmm. and those brothers and sisters across Canada. Restore to us your love and enable us to serve you with all of our hearts. Lord, revive your people again. Holy Spirit, Ruach HaKodesh, enable us, empower us to walk in your nature and in your spirit and not to carry out any desires of our flesh, Lord. Cleanse us, purify us through the blood of Messiah. Your shalom, your Lord God, surpasses 
all understanding, and you are the one who will guard our hearts and our minds in Messiah Yeshua, according to Philippians 4. According to 1 John 5, faith is the victory that has overcome the world, and the one who overcomes the world is the one who believes that Yeshua is Ben Elohim, Amen. the Son of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Dear Jesus, I'm just so thankful that we can come here tonight, and I just love the words of the song that we're at church this morning when the singer sang, I want to know you, Lord, like I know a friend. I just want to be where you are. In my life, be lifted high. In my world, be lifted high. In my love, be lifted high. I love the words. I love how you give people songs and how these prayers have just been so wonderful tonight. I agree with every single one. And I ask you, dear Lord Jesus, please move upon us and answer each prayer. But dear Father, I know that you are the Lord of the unexpected and you never do what we expect. And we pray with open hands because of that, because we never demand from you. We give you our hearts and our spirits and we say, dear Jesus, do your will. And I love how, dear Father, you've made our culture a culture of caravans. Forever, caravans have ruled our world. I love how I think of the caravan that moved Joseph from Jerusalem to Egypt and he saved the world. I loved how the caravan moved the Ethiopian who brought this, the treasures of the world from the Queen Candace. And he was in Jerusalem worshiping. And on his way home, you sent Philip and you changed the whole country of Ethiopia through that caravan. And I love how the caravan is interrupting our world today. Dear Jesus, protect over each person in each truck. Protect over each family that they represent. Protect over each business that is represented there. Supply all their needs according to your riches and glory. I just love, dear Father, how you are the God of the unlikely. Tractors and trucks? How unlikely is that? That just gives us joy in our spirit because we say we can trust a God who can do that easily and well. You're a God who loves us. And what's more unlikely than us? I love, dear Father, that you are so willing to be ours, that you are the God that loves surprises. And you love, I think the reasons that you love surprises is because you love to outdo evildoers mm -hmm. and surprise them and take them by surprise. I would ask that you would do that, dear Father, that you would fall upon the Christian leaders and give them wisdom and give them favor and give them ideas among above their own that they could ever have. And I would ask that you would move upon our world and just even beyond the truckers and beyond ourselves, I pray against the witchcraft that has been taken over this weekend. I pray over Scottsdale, Arizona and other cities where they've tried to make a, um, an inroad. I pray over Ukraine and Russia and their border. I pray against Russia. I pray against China and I pray protection over Hong Kong and Taiwan. And that father, the song again, that first verse said, I want to know you, Lord, like I know a friend. May the Lord bless each of us and keep us. May you, dear Lord Jesus, make your face shine upon us and give us peace within our spirits, with our relationship with you, in all we say and do, may we honor and glorify you and you only. 
We put ourselves under your care. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen. I love what Mary Lou just said. God brings revival and awakening his way. When we think we've got to figure it out, we don't have it figured out. So he does surprises, caravans, truckers' caravans. That's God's idea. And I heard someone say that, um, that the truckers are like modern day circuit riders. And that's exactly what they're doing. They're representing the Lord and they're bringing people to unity and into his purposes. And I believe this is a now word for now, Isaiah 9, starting with 2 and going to 7. The people who walked in darkness will see a great light. And those who live in dark land, a light will shine on them. You shall multiply the nations. You shall increase their gladness. They will be glad in your presence as the gladness of the harvest. Men will rejoice as they divide the spoil. You shall break the yoke of their burden and the staff on their shoulders, the rod of the oppressors as the battle of Midian. Every, for every boot of the booted warrior in the battle of tumult, the cloak rolled in blood will be a burning fuel for the fire. For a child was born and to us a son was given and the government will rest on his shoulders. And his name shall be called Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. And there will be no end to the increase of his government or of his peace. And Father, we thank you that you're doing a mighty work. And it's not the way we would necessarily figure it out to be. But thank you, God, that you are turning things around. And those that are in darkness, which is us, are seeing a bright light. Your glory is coming and is breaking the yokes. And Lord, we pray for those that are oppressors. We know the enemy is the, is the father of this uh, lies and depression. We break off their yokes, Lord. And we say those that refuse to repent, that are subjecting the world, subjecting Canada, subjecting the United States and Australia to this oppression, you would break their yokes off, bring them to repentance or, that, or disperse them because we know you, your government is on our, your, the government of the nations, of our nations, is on your shoulders. So thank you, Jesus. Amen. Father, we thank you today. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord, for stirring up the desire for liberty and freedom in so many. Thank you, God, that that though they don't know they're seeking after you, Lord, I believe in, in agreement with Acts 17, verse 21, 26, Lord. It says, and he made from one man every nation of mankind to live on all the face of the earth, having determined allotted periods and boundaries of their dwelling place, that they should seek God and perhaps feel their way towards him and find him. Yet he is actually not far from each one of us. Lord, I pray that as in their human spirit, they grope after the freedom that they were made to walk in. Lord, may the eyes of their understanding be enlightened and they find that actually what they're looking for is not a better government, but an eternal government. 
that what they're looking for is not a better leader, but the shepherd of all mankind, that what they're looking for, God, is you, Lord Jesus. Lord, Revelations, John saw you and was reacquainted with you in your resurrected state. He said you had eyes like fire and a voice like many waters, feet like furnished bronze, Lord. There is none like you, none beside you, God. Lord, it's said of you, your father said, ask of me and I'll give you the nations as your inheritance. Lord, you, Lord Jesus, the risen Christ, you are the rightful ruler of the nations. Father, you are well acquainted with, 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 with tyrants. Lord, they are as nothing to you. Lord, with the heat of your breath, you can send them asunder. Lord, right now, God, we thank you that you are not intimidated. Lord, Psalms 2 tells us that as the nations rage and plot against you, Lord, you who sit in the heaven laughs and holds them in derision, God. Lord, I thank you that this is working out for your glory, for the good of the oppressed, Lord, for the the good of your church. And Lord, I thank you that as you stir the hearts of the Western world, God, especially in Canada, America, and Australia, that, Lord, you would send a wind of revival that deals with not just tyrants in high places, but the tyranny of sin in the hearts of every human being on those continents, God. Lord, I believe that you are unleashing an awakening revival, that at the end of it, the devil will have nothing to say, that an anointing has been set aside for these times, has been set aside for this hour that will break yoke upon yoke upon yoke upon yoke. God, that you are like fire, are putting the gospel in the hearts of those that have chosen the narrow road. And Lord, that the light of your freedom, your glory is going to shine in oppressed places. Lord, we thank you for victory. God, we thank you that this caravan, Lord, for freedom would, would accomplish what it's to do. But Lord, we need so much more in the nations today, God. Lord, we don't need just mandates dropped. We need your name lifted on high, God. We need the fear of the Lord to rest upon our nations, Lord, from the White House, God, from Parliament Hill, down to the lowest sectors of society, Lord Jesus. Would you come, Lord, would you reign? Would you show forth your glory? Would you show forth your mighty hand, Lord? Would you again, God, arrest the nations with the awe and wonder of you? We ask all this in Jesus' name, amen. Hey man, I gonna be we're gonna be doing this song, uh, a worship song, and um, just right there, just close your eyes, lift your hands, worship the King of Kings. Don't get distracted with anything, and uh, actually, this worship uh, you can go and download for free, and, and MP3 for free, and then you can play it all over and over again in your your living room, your car, and, and just worship, worship the King of Kings. Amen.
hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please read the show notes for additional details if you would like a copy of the book or resources mentioned. Remember that WellVersed is a 501c3 tax-deductible nonprofit organization. We rely on your support and partnership. Thank you for listening to the WellVersed podcast. For more information, please go to www.wellversedworld.org.